I asked 20 different people of all ages why they think people bully. And I'm going to discuss the answers with you on today's episode of the Self-Improvement Room podcast. This is visit number 38. And I'm your host, Christy Davis. If you're not already following the podcast, make sure you click follow so you can be notified of when the next podcast is available. I cannot stand bullying. I just cannot stand for it. I cannot put up with it. I don't condone it. But sadly... I think I'm starting to really understand why it happens. And I thought that I would spend some time with 20 different people of all ages, right down to the age of eight, right up to the age of 68. And I discussed with these people why they thought people bully. And there were a bunch of really great answers and I've been able to narrow them down to these seven reasons. Bullying is an issue right around the world for all ages. It affects kids in schoolyards, adults in the workplaces and while the act of bullying itself is harmful and hurtful, It is crucial to recognise that bullies aren't born. They are shaped by various factors in their lives. And today I want to discuss the research that I have been doing and the study and work around bullying that I've been doing that really looks at the psychological motivations behind bullying and why bullies bully. And there are a lot of different reasons. And in today's episode, I want to shed light on the reasons like their lack of self-worth, the need for control, their own personal experiences of bullying, difficulty processing emotions, and the desire to make others feel what they feel. Sometimes it's also a cry for help or just a learnt response that perpetuates this kind of behavior. Now I've spoken to people who have been bullied and I've spoken to people who have bullied and the reasons are the same. So there are patterns of behavior that really perpetuate bullying. Uh, Again, whether in the schoolyard, in the workplace, right throughout our lives. So let's start with the first one that I explored and that is the lack of self-worth. And if you have listened to any of my podcasts, I talk a lot about self-worth, a lot about self-love because I really believe that is the answer to making this world a better place. The amount of people that don't love themselves or think that it's not okay to love themselves is scary. It is really scary. And I have seen the benefits and I have seen how much better, not only as a person I am, but as a parent for my kids. 
because I have self-worth, because I don't question myself, because I love who I am, because I respect myself. I am able to set boundaries for my children and I am able to stand up for my children when they need me. And I'm not saying that you can't do that if you don't love yourself. What I'm saying is it's a lot easier and I find that I do it much more effectively now because I do love myself and I do have self-worth. So when I spoke to this group of people, one significant factor that kept coming up that they believe drives bullies to engage in bullying or bullying behaviour is a deep-seated sense of inadequacy or low self-esteem. And they bully in the attempt to compensate for their own shortcomings or what they perceive to be their own shortcomings. So bullies might resort to belittling or demeaning others because by exerting their power over their victims, they temporarily feel a false sense of superiority. And that provides a fleeting, (laughs) a very fleeting boost to their very fragile self-worth. So that is one thing that came up on both sides. So people that have been bullied and people that do bully or have bullied, uh, not anymore, but they have identified that it is to gain that feeling of self-worth. That doesn't have to be done by taking that from someone else. And I think that this is a lesson that can be really taught at home. It does start at home because even if the problems for your child arise at school and that is what forces them or makes them feel they have to bully, then it is still the job of the parent or the carer to be having those conversations, to be communicating. And if the parents aren't in that position to be able to do that, if they don't have the knowledge or they just don't have the skills required to communicate that way, then we're perpetuating a new cycle of bullying. And I think that this is what is consistently happening. The second reason that came up a lot was the need for control. So bullies often have a strong desire for control over their surroundings and people within them. That need for dominance can stem from a bunch of different sources. So that could include feelings of powerlessness in other aspects of their life. And then through bullying, they are gaining that authority and a sense of mastery over their victims. And again, it temporarily satisfies their deep-seated need for control. And that's a really dangerous one because control and power, especially the coercive type, is incredibly detrimental to not only the person being bullied, but the bully, especially if you're starting this behaviour when you are young. The chances of you carrying that on through life are quite high if you don't source the right help or support to be able to work through the reasons that you are bullying, the reasons you need to feel control. 
I feel like I am talking to a bunch of bullies. I am not. I'm not suggesting you are a bully if you are listening. I'm just simply telling you what I have found to be the reasons that people bully. And I think sometimes understanding those reasons, while it doesn't ever excuse the behaviour, it may help you understand. I've been talking to my daughter a lot about this lately and she recently had a few exchanges with a particular bully and in the end this bully actually had kicked her. And of course, being a parent, I was very angry. (laughs) But the first thing that I said to my daughter was, you know, this girl's like three years younger. What on earth could possibly be happening in her life to make her feel like she needed to have this kind of power over you? And that's the first time that my daughter thought about it and she came right back from her anger. And when this girl came to her and said, please, please don't don't involve, you know, don't involve the police, don't, please don't do that, I'm already in trouble... I wonder why, Uh, I spoke with my daughter and I said, let's just see what kindness and compassion does in this instance. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't stand up for herself, but I'm saying not to go and smack this girl out, (laughs) not to go and teach her a lesson with, you know, your fighting skills, but instead show her something that she probably hasn't seen very much of. And since that day, she has not said anything to my daughter. She has left her alone and she was grateful for the fact that my daughter was kind to her. That is not going to win your case every single time. That is definitely a case-by-case scenario. But if my daughter had not taken the time, if we had not taken the time to consider that perhaps there is more going on and what the reason behind this might be, then she could have accidentally escalated things to a higher level. So sometimes it's really worth stopping and thinking, you know, why is this person doing this? Why are they doing this to me? I don't deserve it. Nobody deserves it. And that leads me to my next reason and it can be from their personal experience of being bullied. So I think it's important to recognise that some bullies may have experienced bullying themselves at some point in their lives, whether that be at school, whether that be at home. This cycle of abuse can really create a pattern that, is consistent where bullies who were once victims now adopt the role of the aggressor in the attempt to regain that sense of control. They just resort to bullying as a means of reclaiming that power and that control. Obviously not the way to gain back your control but if you don't know any other way then you're going to just recognise What took yours away? And that was another bully. So how are you going to get yours back? It, I guess, in a way makes sense. But 
we know that it doesn't work, it doesn't feel nice and we really want to put an end to bullying. Now the next reason was really interesting because this is something that I have thought about a lot and that is having difficulty processing emotions and especially having ADHD and I see this more in my daughter because I've spent a lot of time learning to regulate my emotions and that's something that I am trying to teach her but with ADHD emotional regulation is a very difficult thing to and and I still sometimes struggle with it it's really um, it's a really difficult processing issue that ADHD brains has and I think sometimes that you'll find that some bullies do have ADHD whether diagnosed or undiagnosed but regardless of ADHD or not bullies sometimes do struggle with understanding and managing their own emotions so it's that real emotional dysregulation so instead of learning how to express themselves in a healthy and constructive way they lash out at others as a means of externalizing what's going on internally so if they've got a lot of internal turmoil then they will often lash out because that's the only way for them to cope with it and in doing so they temporarily relieve that emotional distress but again it's at the expense of their victims so emotional dysregulation or difficulty processing emotions is a really big reason people bully Then there is the desire to make others feel what they feel. And this is probably one of the saddest. This is bullying really, it's a really tough topic for me, uh, for everybody. But for, for me, when I think about bullying, I really feel for both sides. And, you know, a lot of people won't agree with that. But I have always been an empathetic, very empathetic person since I was a little girl. So for me, I can always see both sides and sometimes that can be dangerous and I've had to really learn to manage that over the years and ensure that I stand up for myself and that's really important. Even if you are feeling for these people, we still need to have consequences for our actions. So some bullies believe that by making others feel the same pain and suffering they've experienced, they can somehow validate their own struggles. That distorted kind of thinking leads them to project their pain onto their victims and that just perpetuates a cycle of hurt and negativity. So having the desire to make others feel what they feel is really making them feel worse at the end of the day. But again, for bullies, it's just about whatever small parts of happiness or small parts of control or power they can feel. When you do the work though, when it comes to personal development and you start to work on yourself and you start to learn self-love and self-worth, you will have far bigger 
longer periods of joy, happiness, self-control, self-worth. If bullies knew that, if people that bullied knew that, then I think that that would really change things. And that's why I love programs in the schools that teach this kind of stuff. But I think it takes more than one motivational speech. I think this needs to be taught in schools as part of the curriculum. All right, reason number six of seven is it can be a cry for help. And again, this is where my empathy really takes over and I've really got to make sure I've got control of it. In certain cases, bullying behaviour can just be a cry for help because they may be grappling with their own personal changes like family issues, mental health issues, the lack of supportive relationships. And by acting out and bullying... They might be just seeking attention or assistance in coping with their own difficulties. And that's why sometimes bullying situations can be de-escalated when we just listen, when we just show kindness, when we just show compassion. But we also need to have boundaries in place if we are going to do that. And last week's episode was all about boundaries and that was week number 37, episode number 37 of the podcast, that was all about putting in boundaries so you don't feel resentful, so you don't feel hurt, so you don't feel anger. So just make sure if you are going to try to de-escalate bullying situations, then make sure you've got your boundaries in place. All right, and the very last one was just being a learned response. It can literally be a learned behaviour and that is often picked up by observing aggressive or abusive behaviour in their environment. So that might be at home or the workplace or at school or just within the community. So in those cases, bullying or bullies might not have the skills to handle conflict in a healthy and constructive manner and that just leads to them resorting to aggression. So it can be just a learned response which again is why we should be learning (laughs) better responses, how to emotionally regulate, how to effectively communicate, how to recognise our own inner feelings, our own internal conflict and then how to have enough self-worth and self-love to overcome these feelings. So when we look at those reasons, we've got a lack of self-worth, a need for control, personal experience of being bullied, difficulty processing emotions, so emotional dysregulation, the desire to make others feel what they feel, a cry for help and a learned response. So after I spoke with 20 different people, they were the main recurring answers. And they might have been said in different ways, but that is what they had boiled down to. So understanding the underlying motivations behind bullying is really crucial, I think, in addressing and ultimately eradicating (laughs) bullying. 
because by recognising that bullies often grapple with their own internal struggles and I really just feel like that is what it is everywhere. I just I just don't believe personally that people bully just for fun. If they have a good life, if they are happy, if they are emotionally regulated, I just don't think those people bully. So by recognising that they have their own internal struggles, we can approach the issue with more empathy and compassion and work towards creating environments that foster healthy communication that include empathy with boundaries and support for everybody involved. It's through education, through awareness, through intervention that we can break this cycle of bullying and we can create a more inclusive respectful and empathetic society because as I said as a parent I was distraught that my daughter had been kicked the first thing I want to do is kick them back (laughs) but when you just stop for a moment take a step back and go well who on earth would feel like they had to do this and why That really changes your perspective and it gives you more tools to cope and to approach the situation with because the first thing so many people want to do is fight back. And if you've got somebody who is being beaten up at home, if you're just going to hit them back, for them, that's probably their everyday conversation. So it's not going to stop the bullying you or very rarely will they come back at you and continue the behavior because it doesn't sit in right with them because they're going well I just felt like I was protecting myself or trying to you know gain this control but this person isn't being horrible to me so I don't feel good about it so that's one thing that I often think when I am talking with kids especially that have bullied or do bully That's something that I talk about with them. And again, on the other side, I talk about that with kids who are bullied or adults that are bullied. So if you are struggling with a bully at work or if your child is struggling with a bully at school or if you're struggling with a bully in your community like your (laughs) neighbour, I'm lucky I've got great neighbours, just remember these seven reasons And see if any of those reasons could possibly fit the bully that you are experiencing a really rough time with. All right, I hope that gives you a really good idea or insight into a different insight into why bullies bully. Make sure you reach out for support because it is critical to your mental health because bullying is detrimental. It's detrimental to your self-confidence, to your self-worth and self-love. So it is important that you reach out and find a support network if you are being bullied. All right, until next week, please stay safe and stay well.